Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business, business. With the delay in everything, ladies and Always. gentlemen, welcome to another show. Hernancia is here, host of the Business Bros Podcast, where we're helping you uh, create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, along with my co-host. The insurance bro, James Sears with Pipeline Insurance, where we empower licensed professionals to effectively add insurance to their existing businesses. And boy, oh boy, we have another awesome show ready to go. Uh, quarantine day 10 or whatever we are. I don't even know. I lost track. But today's podcast is bound to be a blast. We are excited to have the founders of Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey on the show today. We are especially excited because in the midst of all this turmoil, this company is doing their part, giving back to the community, and has pledged to raise $500,000 to the USBG Bartenders Emergency Assistance Program. So um, I really want to say thank you to everybody that, uh, to these guys, especially for what they're doing right now. Uh, their campaign has already raised over 235 uh, social shares on all of their platforms, and they themselves donated $250,000. You guys are awesome. Welcome to the show from Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. Brittany, Yang, and Steve. Yang. Oh, Brittany and Steve Yang. <laughs> Had to go back and take no, a quick I look know. at that. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, welcome well, to welcome show. to the show. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, I want to know a little bit about how you guys got into this business. Um, you know, where did you guys come up with the idea? How long has it been going around? Tell me a little bit of background. So... You know, uh, we're a husband and my we're a husband and wife team. You know, we're we're actually uh, Brittany's born and raised in Ocean Beach, San Diego, and so uh, for myself, I would have to tell you why this epidemic or pandemic have to uh, have hold dear to my heart. So I was uh, born in Cambodia. My parents and grandparents were from China. Migrated them to Cambodia. Unfortunately, they chose the wrong country to go to. Where. Uh, the whole uh, genocide happened from 76 to 79. Essentially, they want to wipe out a whole society of, uh, we would just say, like a black sheep, someone that could think for themselves, someone that could, uh, you know, could could know, uh, think for themselves, someone that doesn't follow, someone that um, knows, uh, educated, someone that is willing to stand for what is right. And um, so about 2 million out of about 8 million people were murdered. Unfortunately, my parents, uh, my, my, my grandparents, a lot of my aunts and uncle were murdered. So when I was born in the mid eighties, uh, I, uh, when I was one years old, I woke up paralyzed. So there was a flu virus going on in Cambodia at the time, similar to here, like the coronavirus. And, uh, in that era, it was a, uh, polio 
And so unfortunately, I caught the polio virus that was trans, trans uh, that was um, uh, that was uh, transported through the flu uh, virus. So my my right leg became paralyzed over overnight. And so uh, I crossed. Uh, my parents gave up everything, crossed the landmine borders of Thailand, lived in the refugee camp for about six years, where we stand in line for food, stand in line for water for. For six years, we, we, we stayed there, and it was like a prison. Then we got spawned a couple that lives in Ocean Beach and where I'm my wife. And also, um, that's where I uh, came to OB, and uh, when they saw us all skin and bone, they would give us baskets of food, care packages. It would consist of some apples, some breads, and there was peanut butter. And that's when I fell in love with peanut butter is that taste of freedom. So uh, we, we started dating high school and then uh, we opened our first restaurant. So we, uh, the, I mean, everybody's affected by this, but especially the service industry. And so uh, we, um, uh, we opened our first restaurant called OB Noodle House. Not sure if you guys heard about in Ocean Beach. Yeah, I love that place. Yeah, so yeah, we, we opened that back in 2008. So, and then, uh, and then, you know, and then my wife, uh, we, uh, she went on to, uh, got a master in chemistry and then, uh, went to law school. And so the reason why we did peanut butter, I mean, we did peanut butter sake there, butter, and then we opened up another bar, a whiskey bar, bar 1502. And, uh, so another noodle house and, um, and then the holding company before that. So that was our prior life because we don't own it now. Now it's all in our families. But the thing is that uh, we were expecting what our, our one year, uh, our 2017, our first daughter, and so I was getting home when um, when she is. Uh, well, so he, yeah. He's working in the bar industry, getting home really early in the morning, 4:30 in the morning. You have to close up um, the bars. I was working in um, pharmaceutical patent litigation, but I worked a lot with East Coast clients, and so I was getting up early in the morning, and we would probably see each other. Um, at 4.30 in the morning passing as he's coming home and I'm um, walking out the door. And so it just didn't seem lifestyle um, that we could maintain with um, having children. And I think we started looking at different things. And um, I think something we always want to do was really to take this. We, I mean, I think it didn't take a, a, a genius to see that this was um, a cocktail that was doing really well at their restaurant at the restaurant and um we started with a cocktail something that was doing well and we turned it into something kind of bigger and better with um what we ended up creating with screwball yeah and so essentially peanut butter is the glue that brought us back together i mean we've been dating for over half her life and uh you know so we, we, we joke it it works too well since i i we have another Another daughter now. Uh. Yeah, that's about a muscle. So, <laughs> and you know, essentially, it's just us coming together, and what our life, my life, have brought together. Why we did peanut butter whiskey? We were we're the first original peanut butter whiskey on the market, and now uh, you know everybody laugh at that idea. And now there's 16 copycats out in the market now. You know, 
if you're good at what you do, you will have copycats. Absolutely. Yes. Man, that's that's a pretty intense story. This what's going on today must have some like reminiscent impact on on what you're doing. It's kind of not only did it inspire where you've created as far as the peanut butter whiskey um, with the sentimental value with peanut butter, but also with what you're doing to give back to the community that you've you've come across. Right. Tell me a little bit about how you guys decided to uh, do the the shares and and raise the funds. Yeah, so when we initially did this, we we saw the what was unfolding. Um, you know, it started with voluntary closures, and I think a lot of businesses, we were talking to them as they're making that difficult decision. It's like people's health and also their financial well-being, and those were those are both very important things. We can't um, diminish that people feeling um, financially secure is a very important thing. Um, and so we saw people making these huge decisions. Um, and we, I, I can say, I felt kind of like, what do we do? This is a lot of people. One restaurant can, you know, 50 to 100 people can be employed by, with one restaurant. And um, you span that out across the nation. This is a huge problem. And so um, what we did is we did a research about which organizations were actually pivoting to be able to help. Um, specifically with this type of relief for the COVID-19 issue. Um, and then we wanted, we did it in shares um, and we basically would donate a dollar for every share. And the idea behind that was really to get awareness. Um, and what was more exciting about was, yes, we were doing our own money, but within um, 24 hours, they also raised from just grassroots funding of individuals putting in $10, $20, they were able to raise another $60,000 on top of that in the first 24 hours of us doing that campaign. And so that was really the idea behind it was one company can't save it. Um, it's going to be all of us. Yeah. And, you know, um, <clears throat> we're, most people don't realize with the success of Screwball, we're everywhere. We're, we're, we're in all 50 states. We're in most chains that uh, you can see. They don't realize that we're a mom and pop. We're 100% self-funded taking this from our home not just because yeah, of, we, of the coronavirus we're, we're, we're not uh you know we're not the the, the titos the jameson the uh, absolute what else the, the fireball of the world it's just uh we're just mom and pop that just but um you know we we figure that it's just you know people need this money more than than then we need it later on because that was what the distributor allocate the money for our marketing money and we're like look uh, those money is for uh, tastings for uh, bars and restaurants and then over grocery stores. And it's not going to now. Let's just go out there and give to people. And so we have donated $250,000 to um, the bar United States Bartenders Guild, $100,000 to Restaurant Care, to California uh, Restaurant Care, and, and also $100,000 to CORE, and that's Children's on employees and another fifty thousand dollars we're doing care packages for uh locally where we're putting you know toilet papers we're we're chained we're making hand sanitizers from our distillery uh that that we're putting distillery together hand sanitizers uh canned goods peanut butter of course uh loaf of bread um really just trying to help people that are unemployed and at this time right whatever now. you know what my wife and i we came from very very humble beginning you know uh you know, her, her dad's in, was in the Navy, her mom, uh, you know, we live in an apartment in beach while myself, I, I came here living in a garage and then moving to a car. 
and then uh, we we uh, end up buying a donut shop that was failing, and uh, and so that's how we started from uh, just from just random acts of kindness from the people of Ocean Beach, and so you know we we done this we we've been always been charitable for forever from my parents, and then for the last two years or so, you know we we always be as charitable as possible, and um, you know. Uh, for this right here, it's just that the, the, the best thing coming out of this is that people think together. It's inspiring that, you know, what that any that that everyone's helped your neighbor, love, love thy neighbor and and your family and the people and it's just amazing that that, you know, when all the cable or a lot of people are selfless. So and then uh what we're able to do is that uh you know, leaning by uh, showing with the California care or restaurant care, you know, and inspire people to donate who have the means. When we did the uh, USBG, um, we, I mean, we're a small, very extremely small mom and pop, you know, all of a sudden it inspired other major, the Diageo, Constellation, P Patron, all out, all the other companies, all of a sudden they start filling into uh, donating. So I think that it's just... Uh, you know, right now everybody needs help, and uh, we're all in the same boat. Let's give what we can. So you guys have reached a, a level of success that a lot of uh, small industries or small restaurants, small bars want to get to. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what it was like when when you were coming from the humble beginnings and what those people could be going through right now as far as you know their staffing issues and and the closures? It, you guys might have a, a specific insight and a communication with people who are going through those types of things. Cause we kind of get this impression, like if you go to a bar and you pay, you know, 10, $15 for a drink and you see so many people at the bar, you're like, this place is, is rolling in dough, but that's not always necessarily the case. Right. Can you guys kind of elaborate on that? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, a, a successful, a lot of successful restaurants say, you know, the, the net income that you get is like 5%. Like that's what you're, you're yeah, five to 8% on. of gross sales. As for a restaurant, you're seeing how much the rolling dough and all that. There's just so much overhead, and and you know, um, I have a lot of friends like uh, the the Bowmans who run Tom Ham and and um, uh, Bally High, and so it's just you know what what a good operator tried to take care of all their employees and all their staff, so that way there's less turnover. You know, and so, you know, and, and just with, with the cost of, um, I think that the, the one thing to yeah. remember with all of this, with people that are being laid off and stuff, it's, they're making the majority of their income, not through what the restaurateur is paying. So even if, uh, I've heard some comments like, Hey, business owner, just keep paying your employees. Well, one, like you're saying, they can't probably afford it. And two, even if they are paying them, they make the majority of their money through tips and through the community. And so we, mm -hmm. we, we just need to take this, take a step back and remember, you know, that the, the money isn't necessarily coming directly from the business owner to, to pay the, yeah. the staff. Basically contribute. If anybody have the means to help donate, you know, look around. There's so many people that need help right now. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, being like, how do you mean, uh, the restaurant industry is so tough. It's so, it's a lot of work, a lot, a lot of just, uh, labor and there's a lot of competition. So, and you just never know who's going to walk in and then, uh, you know, who's going to call out, uh, you know, or what government regulation have changed to make it tougher for business owners. So. 
right now people in that industry are going through it and it's just the beginning. This is just a couple of days into a shutdown. This is a couple of days into the city closing ordinances. I, I just read that, uh, that mayor Faulkner here in San Diego now officially closed beaches and boardwalks. So now you're getting, uh, you know, where you can't park in certain areas. This is just the beginning part. Um, what, what can we expect, uh, as far as being able to help, uh, restaurants as they go through this, they're going to have the closure, but then eventually they're going to have that opportunity to come back. And when they have that opportunity to come back, what could we do to help continue to push that through? I think there's, there, I mean, it's well, one, I think it starts before people even come back. I think uh, tomorrow is the national takeout day that we've um, been hearing across um, social media and uh, through a lot of the partners we've been working with, it, which is just to encourage people, if they can, to still buy, you know, take it, you know, take out some food, still support the restaurants. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of these responsible um, business owners are trying to, um, give back to they're still trying to keep people on staff they're still trying to sometimes um some of the restaurants have decided to you know have that takeout go back to supporting staff and 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 everything and so um one i think it would like i said it starts with doing stuff we can right now buying the gift certificates doing sorts of um activations and um i don't know yeah i had california restaurant association you could also buy gift cards right now you know, where the, 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 the money is instant and then they could use that money to staff and give gifts to their staff. And, you know, I, I, you know, every day, every hour it changes. So we just don't know. We're just trying to do what we think also is best for everyone also and trying to uh, do it in a safe way and doing our part. Because again, I mean, uh, very humble beginning and we've been on the opposite side of random act kind. So we want to now give back and do that random act kindness because in this, in the liquor industry, it provides us a little, uh, we were, we're in position to be able to help out a little bit more. But I mean, when we first started everybody laughed at the idea of this peanut butter whiskey. And so for my wife and I, and, um, you know, uh, going to a bottle, so no one would give us a time of day, going to a label or going to a uh, flavor house, going to R&D group, no one will ever, because it's a 99% fail rate, this liquor, in the liquor business. Uh, beer, beer is a lot, uh, beer is a better chance, but liquor, 99% fail rate. So they're going to come and uh, devote their time and effort, and this is so difficult to make, then, chances are we're probably going to talk to you one time or you're going to buy them one time and you fail. So it was extremely difficult for us to make so much errors, so much, you know, we have to keep on redoing, 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 and for us to be here today. And you know what, for us, we're still very, very small. And, um, you know, and that's, I think how we could have survived because we moved very nimble. You know, my wife well, is think, a scientist behind that. She's, she's, well, I think it was, yeah. you know, just, just even last week, I don't know about you guys, but we felt like an entire, like months had passed in one week from Monday <laughs> all the way to, to, to the following Monday. I mean, it was just the, the information keeps changing. So what we just take it day by day at this point. Um, and for us, you know, we know that this is going to affect our bottom line. I mean, 50% of our customers are restaurants and closed down so that's obviously going to affect it but we figured this isn't the time necessarily to be thinking about bottom lines and how can I make the most profit and stuff I think 
if you endear yourself to a community, if you do what's right and step up when people need you, I think that those are the type of businesses that are going to prevail. And so I think um, thinking bigger than, than the profit line right now is um, what I would suggest and hope that we all um, do because that's how we're going to pull out of this as a community. Absolutely. I mean, you, you guys have some immense creativity. I mean, it helps that you married a chemist, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to help with the, with the uh, formula and, all, and, and, you know, production, that stuff. But you've also shown uh, an immense amount of creativity. The fact of, of coming up with the concept of, of peanut butter whiskey and how it's related to your past. Um, but in, in, in doing so, you've also done some creative things today. The donations and the, and the story that you put together was, was you know, you, you kind of glazed over it, but it was a, clearly a creative way of reusing allocated advertising budgets. Those are, those are some things where you can take, you know, it, it is still marketing in a sense. You're still promo- promoting your brand, but you're promoting it in the sense of let's, let's unify as a group. Let's bring everybody together. Look, this is what we're doing. This is our small piece to help solve this puzzle. And you've inspired other people who have bigger pies can take small pieces of their pie to turn around and help other people. You know, if, if you guys ever have any other creative ideas, maybe, you know, I, I, it's kind of like, kind of throwing you on the spot here, but for these uh, small business owners, these restaurants to, you know, try to innovate what they're already doing um, to get through these times. I mean, I'd like to kind of bend your ear on that. I know we're going to the, to the takeout, but what about anything else that you might recall in the industry? And I know I'm putting you on the spot because I have no idea what that industry is like, but any creative measures that you have, I think would be good to share. You know, I, I had a friend, uh, Bo, uh, he's, he's a lot of, it's not just the service industry. It's also the like musicians who are losing out all the gigs. You know, a lot of his musicians are like starving musicians. Yeah. And so, uh, what they're doing, they're, uh, they're, they're having a platform and, um, just going live and just playing a uh, band practice and, uh, the, uh, their, their fans could watch them and also tip them, you know, and that's how, how they're getting involved and everybody's trying to survive. And also there is a lot of funds out there right now. Uh, California Restaurant Association, I think Mayor Faulkner um, have $4 million for the, the restaurant in- industry to help them in San Diego also. Um, you know, I it's just in this time, like if there's any ideas to help everyone out. I think that it's just, you know, we're, we're just throwing on the wall and see what's safe and what will work. And, you know, I, I still think it's a nightmare, like, you know, two weeks ago, I'm like, you know, I was, I, 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 we had all this travel plan last, last year. I think I traveled into about 40 States. We were down maybe about six days a month. That's how much we travel, especially with a pregnant wife and a one, one and a half, two, uh, one, uh, two year old, uh, daughter also, you know, where do we travel as a family? And, uh, it, you know, for, for us, when people assume that screwball whiskey, oh yeah, I heard of it and all that stuff. People, they're like, wait, I'm pretty sure your viewer, like, if uh, they're like, wait, that's how they look like. They expected, <laughs> you know, they expected maybe something else. Usually people are very surprised at how, what we look like and how we sound and, um, how, you know, how young we are also our background, but you know what, it, it, it's just when you you know, we felt like our life experience have put us to in this position to make something special. This brand have been enduring everywhere across the U S this is the fastest launch brand in, 
in in U.S. So uh, in U.S. history. So and yeah, I think you guys. I mean, what what would you credit? I mean, you you said ninety nine percent failure rate when it comes to creating liquors, or you know, in in that industry. So what do you what what do you guys credit to achieving that one percent success? I think there's a lot of different things that kind of came into play. One, it was really creating a good quality product. We didn't rush it to market. Um, when we started this, the it's not the every the creativity of like peanut butter whiskey um, is one thing, but that flavor combination is very difficult to actually master the way we did. Um, when we went and pitched this to people. They were laughing at us because they said, if I could create a peanut butter flavor that didn't have all the fat and everything, I'd just be the richest person. Like I'd retire right now. I'd be the richest person. If you think about um, nutrition bars, um, you know, all sorts of things that they wouldn't want to put peanut butter, that they don't put peanut butter in, that they try to achieve that flavor. Um, there's because a lot. Peanut butter's good. <laughs> so if you think about this, uh, we all been raised to love peanut butter. You know, you look at uh, the average kid from when they able to have solid food to 18 consume 1500 peanut butter sandwiches in their and during that time. You know, you look at the candies, there's payday, there's Reese's, there's sneakers, there's, uh, you know, M&M's with peanuts, all those Halloween. If you look in at, uh, see what is the majority of them have peanuts and all that stuff. And so, you know, uh, when I, when I was, when the couple that saw us all skin and bone after being in a refugee camp, they gave us peanut butter, you know, because it's, it's like air. You need peanut butter, like young, old. Male, female, rich, poor, you still eat peanut butter. Well, I think, and I and, think going to that, we, we created um, this brand that as we were developing it, people hated it in the industry. They were like, it doesn't say anything about peanut butter. It doesn't show anything about what's in the bottle. Um, and so I think if we had listened to anybody along the way, we probably would have been taken off track. Um, you know, they said the price point was all wrong and needed to be under nineteen ninety nine. So there was a lot of things, but um, ultimately, I think there's a combination of things where they tasted a product. We had a good quality product, and then when they looked at the bottle and they started to hear about our story and how we built that into the brand, um, it was it's something that people can relate to. There is a lot of it's very. American at its roots of what what the brand is about about just kind of being yourself and and not really caring like Sue said we're not what you would expect for <laughs> whiskey brand owners. Screwball um, is that you're not afraid to laugh at yourself. You know you're not afraid to be different. You know we're our logo is a black sheep with the uh, peanut butter and, and chocolate swirl coming down on that. But then if you look closely, we're front and center, leading a pack of white sheep's right there. And we're willing to be different, willing to be, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to laugh at yourself also. And so, you know, so I um, think one of my greatest success stories in all of this is that um, there's so many iconic brands out there, but usually you won't say, you know, I'm a X, right? Whatever brand it I'm is, a Coke. you know, I'm a Pepsi, so. um, but this people just are like, I'm a screwball. They identify with the brand so much and they yeah. become it. And it's um, been really exciting to see that development. Obviously, like, like Sue yeah. said, we just launched nationally and we have a lot more work to become um, to, to do to become where we want to be. But um, that sort of feedback um, has been 
really yeah, important. It's to enduring the that I'm a screwball. And so, you know, and all this, our life experience from her chemistry background, law background, and for myself, uh, from OB new to house, when I, I, I mean, I've been on Guy Fieri, Food Network, Triple D. I put peanut butter in my fried rice, peanut butter with spring rolls, peanut butter uh, in our wings, a peanut butter sake I created in 2008. You know, and then when I opened my other bar uh, before, uh, Bar 1502, uh, peanut butter whiskey. And so, you know, what actually uh, happened, how it just boosted was, uh, you know, it was a stupid reality show called Barmageddon where we did a bar swap. You know, bar owners where I took over uh, South Beach and South Beach owner took over here and I introduced them to the peanut butter whiskey, which we already been selling as a hot item. And um, they laugh at the idea of like, yeah, oh, this is nasty. Who would want to drink this? And so, uh, you know, I think the, the prize money was... I think they liked the way it tasted. They thought the, the concept was the still a little hard. The concept was, was, <laughs> was stupid. So the only reason why I did decide to do that was the prize is $10,000. And um, $10,000 is a lot of money. And, um, you know, and so, but you know what? We were like, hey, you know what? Let's all agree. If we win it, we're going to donate to OB Elementary. That's where we all went. And then so, uh, you know, we totally kicked their ass. And then, and then we donated right away. So, and that's just kind of how it just started you know, go, going and going that this peanut butter whiskey. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that, uh, people know OB new Oh yeah. Peanut butter whiskey and stuff. And so, um, you know, it's just that, uh, this gave, uh, gave us a platform to be able to help out people who are in need more. And right now when, you know, when people need most, so, you know, uh, I, I think that we could definitely. I, I get think that I think that's kind of when you going back to one of your original questions of like, what can people do in these times when everything's for us? It's always when you're completely knocked off your kilter, you need to go back to your roots. What what has made you successful from the beginning? And for us, it's always been that we don't take it from a tech a, a business mindset. We've always taken it from a community mindset. Our our whole platform has always been about how do we be part of the community that was how we built the restaurants was being part of the community you know being a place that they can come to and and have that comfort and so we said we need to create that with screwball and go back to our roots and what what has made us successful to date what a great american story i mean and and i hesitate to even call it american because it didn't start there it started with such a such a you know, terrifying story where you, where you came from, but that's the American dream, right? It's being able to come to this country and, and figure something out and not, not knowing anybody here, not having any friends, family, relative, that sort of stuff. And yet people come together because we're human and we help each other out. I love the label, the black sheep label, because it's exactly what the American dream is about. Anybody you hear that is successful is successful because everybody told them they weren't going to do it and they shut them out. They're like, no, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. This is how I'm going to achieve my dream. And they keep putting one foot in front of the other and they get to where they want to go. And then the the, the most beautiful part of, of what most people do when they achieve that American dream is they put their hand out and help other people come up to to their point of view look this is this is what success looks like i want to show you let me reach out let me show you how you can do it too and i think that's a lot of what what you're seeing there when you express the uh the black sheep with the with the white sheep behind them i mean it's more like this black sheep is not standing out to say i'm the best it's like follow me like you guys can do this too you can you can become something if you just continue to go to your path and you guys continue to do that with everything that you do 
with the donations that you guys put in together with the help that you're putting that you're putting out with the advice that you give people. So I, I want to, you know, let you guys know that your story is very inspirational. I really look forward to watching you guys continue to grow your brand and continue to work forward because what you're doing is beyond uh, a drink and a buzz. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's got a lot more behind it. It's got a lot more passion. Um, and the story itself is something that can really push you to a whole new level. I mean, you know, Corona's on the beach is one thing, but inspiring somebody to no matter where you're at, whether you're skin and bones, you can become something. And this is an example of how you can get there. So, you know, you guys, thank you for coming on the show and sharing such a powerful story. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, letting us uh, tell the story because most people are like, hey, how, how do you guys, cre- why, why did you guys create peanut butter? Because this has became an industry success. They're like, oh, it's probably some guy who's drunk on his couch <laughs> drinking like a bourbon and then probably dipping his hand in peanut butter and swishing it. I was like, oh, that tastes good. I should make it. You know, exactly <laughs> what our whole life got us to here. And so, uh, you know, and, and, and as you can see that people thought we were just a major company where, no, this is it. This, so, um, you know, I think when it's all said and done, you guys are local, we're local, we're in, you know, and, uh, love to uh, get a drink together. So absolutely. And a little, a little side note, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are my go-to snacks. Like I can't have them very often, but when I do, I, I go crazy <laughs> on them. And yeah, James is laughing. Cause that's, that's my thing. Peanut butter is just such an amazing thing to have. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's like my soul food. <laughs> so true. So, all right, guys. Well, hey, again, thank you guys very much. Uh, really quick before we before we head out, can you tell people how can they be uh, how can they be part of this uh, help that you guys are putting forward for the different organizations that are out there? What's the best way for them to to get uh, maybe in contact with you, put up donations, that sort of stuff? Yeah. Um, if they if they come to if they go to our Instagram, we're at Screwball Whiskey. Um, or or our Facebook, which is Screwball Whiskey as well. Um, they ha- we have linked to um, all the organizations that we're supporting. Um, you can also email us at info at screwballwhiskey.com and um, they can definitely point you in the right direction. Yeah, Screwball with a K. Most people sell spell it with a C. <laughs> so I, I was telling Brittany, when we make it, Screwball will spell properly with an S-K. S-K R E. define how it's spelled, right? You're going to define the spelling of Screwball. Define the spelling. And so, yes, uh, you know, and then those of uh, who needs like uh, uh, care packages, please email us at info at screwballwhiskey.com. And then uh, give us an address to deliver that to also. So, you, you know, we're, we're not, we're trying to find the safest way. And I think that we're willing to take like you said, it's more changing day, day yeah. to day. So the more difficult route, just delivering it to every, everyone instead of them coming to us. So. I mean, look, ladies and gents, you're going to be stuck at home. And if you're going to have something to drink, it might as well be screwball peanut butter whiskey, right? <laughs> there you go. Thank you. And, you know, it's, it's a local San Diego industry. So. And that's one of the big things that we've been talking about on our own Instagram. Uh, we've been pushing it on our lives to shop local, go to your, find out what your local, your, the favorite places you would have gone out to eat anyways. Uh, one of the things that I, that I was thinking about that we've done personally in my own household, we, we live off our, our, uh, a cash budget. So we always have like cash that goes into the grocery envelope, cash that goes into the fun envelope, you know, and we, that's how we set our budget. 
Well, the gas envelope doesn't seem to be being used very much this month. So maybe you can reallocate some of those funds and spend a little bit extra in your local businesses. Go out and shop, you know, order your care packages, order from these restaurants that you normally would go to maybe once a month, twice a month. Go get them a little bit extra. Buy the gift cards ahead of time. Maybe you can do a little bit of your Christmas shopping now and get some of those gift cards out of the way. So I, I really appreciate the creativity in the marketing that you did because we can use that ourselves. There's money that we've been allocating that we could turn around and use to help each other out. Again, uh, the gifts are free for those who need it. So those, those are for, uh, and then we're going to be delivering those that needs it. So, and, um, you know, and then one more thing is that, uh, with the black sheep, I've got at that out, Brittany, you create the name, the logo and the, you know, the, the brand and, and with her chemistry background also, there's two sheep peanut butter whiskey now on the market with black sheep. It's just insane that what does sheep have to do with peanut butter whiskey? And they're by major, major, uh, you know, supplier. So that it's like, uh, you know, so, but make sure you get the, <laughs> so, the right black sheep whiskey. So, well, we, we always, uh, I've been, I've been with my wife, uh, whew almost almost 20 years now since we started dating so uh behind every man there's a strong woman there she's she's always the glue she may not always be in the front you know going to her but she's right there she's got your back for everything so her because she's the one leading the pack of, of everything and she is so we are also um the only um spirits that is women's own and also disability own also and, but, you know, we didn't put that on our package or anything. We let our product speaks for itself. So this product also, we, you know, people think, oh, it's a gimmick. It's all that. We make this so versatile. It's one of the most versatile co uh, liquor. You could mix it. You could blend with everything. Think about like Thai food. You could put, make it, you know, like a papaya salad with tons of peanuts on it. You can make it spicy, sweet, savory, sour, anything that you want to do on that. And so, um, you know, with how versatile it is on, on that. So definitely a bartender's dream or yep. Definitely. A <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again for being on the show. Ladies and gents, make sure you guys reach out screwball whiskey. It's screwball whiskey on Instagram, screwball whiskey on Facebook. So you guys can uh, either taste the whiskey yourself, order yourself a package if you like, or uh, contribute to any of the organizations that they're contributing to. Thanks again, guys. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. And Thank we're Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.